My name is Girish Belly, the host for Back to Basics. Back to Basics for Season 2, that is. And we are so excited that we're get, still going to be doing episodes every day on Season 2. So today we're going to talk to Bob, a go-giver Bob, that is. And he's an amazing person to speak with. I've spoken to him several times on email, but not had a pleasure to speak with him today. And today's the day to speak with him. And I'm going to go and ask him just one question. Go-giver, what is that? And that's the main question. So today, let's go Let's go and invite him. Bob, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. Garish, I thank you. I appreciate being with you. And that is a wonderful question to begin with. Always, always great to establish a premise, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. So Bob, before we get into the, to the questions and the whole episode today, what does Back to Basic mean to you? Oh, I, well, see, I love it. I was excited just when I, I heard that was the title because I'm a big believer that it all begins with the fundamentals, yes. which are the basics. Yes, yes. You know, I, I remember uh, I was probably about 12 or 13 years old and I, I went bowling with, uh, uh, gosh, he was, I, I think, a neighborhood friend's boyfriend or something. His name was Greg. He was a nice guy. And we, we went bowling and he was really good. Uh, and he was getting strike after strike after strike. And I, and I said to him, you know, Greg, you're awesome, man. That That is great. He goes, oh, thanks. I said, you must practice all the time. He goes, oh, yeah, well, I, I love to bowl. Mm. And I said, Beck, you must just practice getting those strikes. He said, no, I never practice strikes. Mm. I practice getting the spares. Oh. He said, master the spares and the strikes will come by themselves. Wow, awesome. And I take that as master the fundamentals go back to basics if you can get the spares you can get the strikes absolutely <laughs> right? absolutely uh, you know michael jordan you know perhaps you know maybe kobe bryant maybe who knows but uh, you know arguably the best basketball player of all time you know he first had to learn how to dribble a basketball that's right and it all everything comes off the dribble the pass the shot the turn you know the it, so so back to basics to me is is absolutely key thank you so much bob for for answering that question you know i ask this question every time to every guest and it seems like it's a similar answer but in a different different ways so thank you again for that my pleasure so bob thank you again for coming on on this show so let's let's first of all let's let's talk about this go giver if you don't mind <laughs> now how did this whole thing start? What triggered you to to come up with this name, first of all? Well, years ago, uh, many, many years ago, I, I, this is back in the 90s, I had a book called Endless Referrals. Mm. And the subtitle was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales. And it was a how-to book written for entrepreneurs and salespeople who knew they had a great product or service. They knew it brought lots of value to those they served, but they didn't necessarily feel comfortable going out into their local areas um, and developing the kinds of relationships that resulted in people wanting to do business with them directly and or refer business to them. So Endless Referrals was a, a how-to guide on how to build relationships hmm. based on a premise that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And yeah, it's a successful book and, and, and it, you know, a lot of fun, but uh, I always thought, wouldn't it be great if we could take because i'd always read parables by the mm, way which mm. I, I always enjoyed because yes. i think parables which are stories they connect on a real heart level that's right that's <laughs> and, right and you know they 
And, and whenever I'd read business parables, there was always a connection I felt with the author, even if I didn't know him or her, sure. right? Or sure. with the story, with the characters. with the, And so I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could take the basic idea that no like, and trust of, of endless referrals and put it into a parable? So the, the first thing I asked myself was really, um, what's the, the basic, uh, talking about basics, what's the basic element of that person who can very quickly and sustainably create those no like and trust relationships. And what it comes down to is they're givers. They're always looking to give value, provide immense value to others. Okay, mm. not in a self-sacrificial way, no, but in a way that everyone in the process. So coming up with the go giver, you know, is kind of easy. But I'll tell you the best thing that I did for that book, and, and you know this person who I'm gonna talk about. And and that was asking John David Mann, who who at the time was the editor-in-chief of a magazine I used to write articles for. Mm. And John is a brilliant writer. Okay, I'm a how-to guy. I'm, you know, step-by-step, step, one, two, you know, step one, step two, step three. John's a brilliant storyteller, writer. And so I asked John if he would be the lead writer and storyteller of, of this book that I had an idea for. So, he, you know, he was very busy. And it wasn't something he could just agree to immediately. But because of our relationship, he at least, you know, would, would discuss it with me. So he and his, well, now his wife, Anna, but back then his fiance, Anna, this is 13 years ago now, they were in uh, Tampa across the state from me visiting her mom. They took a four hour drive over to Jupiter, Florida, where I live. We had about a four hour dinner and just discussed the idea of the book, the characters, what we wanted to do with it. what would, And it's still another three weeks later, until uh, he called me and said, you know what? I think we've got something here. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he was, he's really the guy who, you know, he, he, he made this, he made the characters sing. Of course, you of know? course, I mean, of course. Yeah. So, so uh, Bob, just give me a second. Let me go and talk to my audience one second here. So John David Mann is a guest of mine on season one. Now, don't get me started on what episode because I really don't remember, but I will put that on my show notes and we'll figure that out as to who he is and he's an author of a different book that we uh, interviewed on season one which is the steel fear and he's the co-author of this go-giver also so they're all hand in hand and coincidentally we have bob here today too at the same time so thank you again so bob thank you uh, again for for uh, answering that question now the other thing is it's really brilliant according to me that go-giver is more like a um, let's say a chicken soup series type of thing. This is how I look at it. They are different, different versions of Go-Giver. Do you agree with that or do you disagree with that? Well, I think, yeah, well, I agree because we have four books in the series. Three of them are parables. One is, is more of a how-to aspect, but three different parables, so they are different. But they all have the same underlying premise, and that is that shifting your focus, and this is really where it all begins, mm. shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that not only is that a, a more fulfilling way of conducting business, of selling, of leading, of, right, but the most financially profitable way as well. Mm. And not for some, you know, way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical type of reason. That's it right. It actually makes rational sense. That's right. When you're that person, when you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself and place it on serving others, uh, discovering what they want, what they need, what they desire, and helping them to get it. 
Mm. When helping them to overcome and solve their challenges or issues, when helping bring them closer to happiness, people people feel good about you. That's people right. want to get to know you. They That's like right. you. They trust you. They want to be of part course. of your life. So, so Bob, thank you again, by the way. Now, regarding the salesman, okay, not this go-giver has several nuggets about him, right? And several nuggets. What are the main three nuggets? Can you tell us about this book? Three main nuggets. Uh, about the um, protagonist in the story, Yeah, absolutely, Joe. absolutely. So, so Joe was, you know, he was a good guy. He was, a, he was um, ambitious, he was aggressive, he was up and coming, and he was, you know, he was a good guy. But his focus was in the wrong place. See, his focus was on himself. Hmm. The, he was a go-getter, which is a good thing, by the way. Go-getter is someone who takes action. Right, hmm. combine a go-getter, someone an act who takes action with a go-giver, someone who's focused on bringing value to others. Powerful combination. The challenge, though, was that he was a go-getter, but he was also a go-taker. Hmm. You know, he was a guy whose focus was really on himself hmm. and who owed what to him, hmm. and you know how he was going to make his quota. And see, here's what he didn't understand. And and I say this when I speak to salespeople all the time, and I say it in a joking way, but it's something we all know. And that is, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota. That's right. That's right. Right? They're not going to buy from you because you need the money. And they're not even going to buy from you just because you're a nice person. They're going to buy from you because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's the only reason why anyone should buy from mm. you or from me or from anyone else. Mm. So, so Joe had to, to realize that it wasn't about him. Mm. Right, it was about those people he was serving. So, so you know, one of the things about Joe was he was a go taker. He also he wasn't quite humble at the beginning to to know that there were things he didn't know. Mm. But he was also a student. Once mm. he saw, you know, that there was some that there was some credibility and something to these people he was meeting, he also he allowed himself to grow, which was a, a credit to him. So, Bob, let me ask you this. I, I know this is a character. I know it's fictional. But do you really think that salespeople should be thinking the way Joe is thinking? Uh, which one? The, the first Joe or the Joe that he developed? The, the first Joe. Uh, well, no. Uh, as a salesperson who's focused on themselves um, is not going to be sustain sustainably successful. Okay, and the I mean, they may make a sale or two, but, and, but you, you just no, no. Go ahead, please, please. No, I was just to say, but you can't, you know. Remember, because if you're focused on yourself, you, your focus is on the wrong place because people aren't buying because you want them to. And the same so, and the same question for the new Joe. So, what do you think on that? Oh, the the more you're like the new Joe, the more successful you're going to be because mm -hmm. your focus is on bringing value to them, understanding that value, which is defined as the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something, to the end user or beholder, mm. is just that. It's mm. in the eyes of the beholder. Mm. So the salesperson's job is really to, uh, and I, I made mention of this earlier, discover mm. what that other person needs, wants, and desires, yeah. and then help them get it, if, if what you do can, can actually help them. Of if course. not, then of course of course now <laughs> one one last question if you don't mind so what are the five laws of this whole book can you explain oh, that sure yeah 
Yeah, 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 the five, five laws, laws that John and I uh, uh, put around the, the you know, basic premise are the laws of value, mm-hmm. compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. Value is all about the experience you provide another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, intrinsically, through your product or service, sure, but it's more than just that. It has to do with from the moment you meet this person, whether it's an inbound, outbound connection, whether it's a referral, however you met this person, mm-hmm. from the, the time you first meet them, the relationship building process, the follow up and follow through the sales process, referral process, it's that it's how you bring to the table your excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. And to the degree you do that, that's when you take you know price and competition right out of the picture. Uh, law, the law of compensation says your income is determined by how many people you serve mm. and how well you serve them. So it's not enough to just serve one person very well. We've also got to touch the lives of many people of course. with that exceptional value. Uh, law number three, the law of influence says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Again, not in a doormat kind of way or martyrish. No, no. It's simply understanding, as Joe learned from several of the mentors, that the golden rule of business, of sales, what have you, is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. Well, here's the thing. There's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely moving from an I-focus or me-focus to an other-focus, looking to make your win all about the other person's win. So that's good, and that's considered as a teammate, as a as a uh, working together as one team. Is that is that oh, what? Yeah. Go ahead. With, with the customer, with your uh, the people at your you know company, with everyone. It's, Absolutely, it's really collaborating. Absolutely. No, I'm, I interrupted. Go ahead. What's the 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 next two? No, no, no. no. Hmm. The next one, the law number four is authenticity. Mm. This is the most effective, the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. Of course. In this part of the story, one of the mentors, Deborah shared a very important lesson, and that is all the, the skills in the world, the sales skills, technical skills, people skills, as important as they are, and they are very important, mm. um, they're also all for not if you don't come at it from your true authentic core. Mm. When you do, when you show up as yourself, day after day, week after week, month after month, people feel good about it. They feel comfortable with this. They feel safe with you. Why wouldn't they? They know who they're getting in it very important aspect of our relationship. And then law number five is the law of receptivity, which says the key to effective giving is to stay open mm. to receiving. Mm. Meaning really that yeah, you breathe out, well you also have to breathe in. It's not one or the other, it's both. Mm. You breathe out carbon dioxide, you breathe in oxygen. You breathe out which is giving, you breathe in which is receiving. Unfortunately, we get so many horribly negative messages from the world around us regarding prosperity and abundance and Mm. money and business that it can really get into your head, which keeps people from understanding on a on a an unconscious level, which is important. That's right. Very very important point, and that is giving and receiving are not opposite concepts. Giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin, and they work. Uh, the key is that the focus is on the given. See, this is why John David Mann and I say that money is simply an echo of value. It's the thunder, if you will, to the values lightning, which means nothing more than that the value must be your focus, right? Mm. Uh, the money you receive is simply a natural result 
mm. of the value you provide. Once that happens, you've got to be able yourself uh, allow yourself mm. to receive that. So, Bob, is thank you by the way for that. But is that the same thing as a saying is that you work for the money or the money works for you? Is that the same concept? Uh, no, I think that's more in terms of you know uh, of um, you know trading time for money or putting money to work for you in terms of investment, where now the money is actually working for you as opposed to you having to put on hours. Mm. So while it's a, an excellent concept, it's just a different one, I think. Okay, okay, cool. Thank you so much. So, Bob, now you have done so much. Do you think that you're going to have a TV series on, on Go-Giver, do you think? Or... <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, I, you never know. I mean, when the book first came out, we were getting all sorts of people wanting to make a movie out of it, but they were smaller production companies and didn't seem to have the uh, the money and so forth behind them that, that it was going to be a, you know, a doable thing. Mm. Uh, so John and I have always been open to the idea that it could happen one day, but I, I, don't, I don't see it. Yeah, you don't I see think, it. I think John David Mann's book *Steel Fear* is uh, that he wrote with uh, Brandon Webb is uh, is much more likely to uh, to be a movie or a, you know a series. Yes, we did we did talk about that on that episode, and it was an amazing uh, episode on that part. So thank you again. Now let's say if a person comes to you and says, "I want to make money," is that a wrong question or is that a right question? Oh, no, it's a good question. It's just a, and, and Pindar, the main mentor in the story, and, and Joe went through this very thing. So I love this question where, where, you know, Joe said, because Joe was looking at everything through the lens of, of making money, and Pindar was kind of reeling him back in. Pindar was the main mentor, was kind of reeling him in a little bit. And Joe said, so are you saying that asking if something will make money is a bad question? And Pindar mm. said, absolutely not. Mm. Asking if something will make money is a great question. Mm. It's just a bad first question. The mm. first question is, will it serve? Mm. Okay. Mm. Now we could also we could go uh, we could go um, not deeper, but we could go even more shallower if you wanted, and we could say, is there a market for it? Mm. That's right. <laughs> and, and the key the key is this: if you're asking if something will make money first, okay, it's about you. Mm. And remember, people aren't going to buy this thing because of you. First, ask: Will it serve, or is there? A, does it add value to the world? If so, is there a market for it that people will pay for? Hmm. Because you know, if, if uh, um, it, they they've got a you know, if, if nobody buys it, it doesn't matter how great the product is, and that's hmm. what happens when you ask when you look at the money first. Hmm. Now, when you say when you answer the question, is there a market, or will it serve? And the answer is yes. Hmm. Now you have to ask, will it make money? Of course, because everybody could want it and want to buy it, and there could be that could be great. Yeah. But if it's not profitable, well, you have a hobby; you don't have a business. Absolutely. So the money part is very important. Hmm. It's just not the, not the place to focus. It's not the first question. Of course. First, ask, will it serve? Is there a market for it? If the answer is yes, now ask, will it make money? Thank you. Thank you so much. And one quick question, if you don't mind, Bob. Let's say a person just graduated and they have a job and they have two jobs in the offer. Okay. Obviously, one is going to be higher than the other one. Do you focus on the money part or do you focus on the the skill part of things and how it's going to grow you as a person? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, if, if we were to say all things being equal, sure, you focus on the on the growth part, on what you enjoy, uh, what kind of pleasure and joy you're going to receive from it, of course. 
but different people have different, you know, ideas of what would bring them happiness. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. People have different needs. That's right. As far as what, what they need. So, you know, I, I can't, couldn't give a, an all encompassing answer, but that's where I'll go with the disclaimer, all things being equal. Sure. You, you know, the, the money's always secondary. That doesn't mean it's not important. Yeah. But it's secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, growth, joy, happiness, contribution. Those are where you want to focus. Do that. And the money is going to come. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Bob, for coming on my show to make this brighter. But before you leave today, do you have any last words for Back to Basics and, and your thoughts of how this show is going to be for you and how this made so much better for you, I guess? Well, I mean, in terms of basics, which, again, I just so love that that, that theme, uh, I remember something that uh, almost 40 years ago a, a gentleman had said to me uh I was I had been in sales for a couple of years had done well but I was in a sales slump and I, I was not focusing on my customers I was focusing on getting out of the slump which of course was keeping me in the slump even even more hmm. and I remember he took me aside and he said Berg he was a last name kind of guy he said Berg if you want to make a lot of money in sales he said don't have making money as your target hmm. your target is serving others hmm. now when you hit the target he said you'll get a reward that reward will come in the form of money and mm. you can do with that money whatever you choose mm. but never forget he said um, you know the money is simply the reward for hitting the target it isn't the target itself your target is serving others and when we I think sell and conduct business from that foundational premise we're really nine steps ahead of the game in a ten-step game yeah yeah thank you thank you again Bob for uh, coming on this show and making this brighter and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did because absolutely. this is a, thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely thank you again Bob and keep on supporting my small work that I have here and uh, thank God for season two so I'm, I'm gonna keep on going or I should say go give her all the way uh, you know thank you again <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so today we spoke with Bob and we talked about the go giver book and as usual, as always, there's a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and Bob is gonna appreciate this because this quote is actually from his book. And I, I don't know if this is a steal or not, but you know what, I'm gonna do it anyway because I think he's gonna appreciate it. So here's the uh, quote of the day. The quote of the day is, your truth worth is determined by how much more you give in value than, than you take in payment. And that's by Bob, and in one of his books. And guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Remember, everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless, and keep on commenting as much as you can. Good, bad, ugly, it'll make me stronger day by day, week by week. But there are three things, as always, that is going to be the best. And Bob doesn't know this, but I'll tell him anyway. The content is going to be amazing. The guest is going to be awesome. And the third of all... I beat everybody. The host is the best. Guys, take care. God bless. And God bless. And see you next week. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Yeah, for different purposes. Hmm. I would probably say many of the people who read it for maybe pick up the book for business purposes hmm. realize that they'll have that they'll see that it's they'll realize that it's actually equally powerful as a parent or in their you know marriage or relationships outside of work hmm. so and that, that was ultimately what we intended to write the book is it's a communication book 
um, you know, the, the subtitle is Tools to Transform Leadership in Business, in Relationships, and in Life. So hmm. we talk about leadership in the context of leading in a relationship. Hmm. And that can be a professional relationship at work if it's a team, or it can be a personal relationship at home in a family. Hmm. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Christopher, for that. So let me step back a little bit before we get into the details of other items too. So you became a keynote speaker automatically. You became an author automatically, or was there something that you felt uh, that there was a gap and that's how you placed yourself? 